Hallelujah. There we go. Hallelujah. Let's all just lift our voice and say glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for what you've made us to be. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We got the story and he gets the glory. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory. Amen. Amen. Glory. Amen. Well, glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> I I just am uh, I'm stirred up. And you say, well, how do you get stirred up? You you know the Bible says actually you stir yourself up. You, you actually up. can do it on purpose. You actually I don't have to be stirred up. I walk in stirred up. Well, actually, I walked in stirred up because I got stirred up. I go, I go to the mall stirred up. <laughs> you say, how do you do that? Well, you know, remember when David had some enemies and different people that came against him? The Bible says he encouraged himself. Literally, he stirred himself up. He said, well, if nobody else has anything good to say, I think I'll start talking I'll to myself. Talk myself. <laughs> and so he started talking about the goodness and mercy of God. Oh, and started, you know, and you start singing about it, talking about it. But, you know, you yep. can be by yourself and have your own personal revival. Little stir up time. In fact, I tell people, you know, you ought to be the best preacher you ever heard. I don't care who, how good you, you, somebody else preaches to you until you're talking to yourself. Yeah, yeah. The same way you're hearing somebody else talk to you. You know, you just, uh, you gotta, you know, you may not always have access to a tape player. What are you gonna do then? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I guess you can sit down for now. You I don't know. know. Uh, for in a fact, minute. I, I always say, uh, you don't dance in your living room or in your bedroom, don't dance at church. <laughs> Somebody said, don't shout. Don't shout louder than you give. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, don't glory shout, to God. Listen, don't shout louder than you live. Somebody <laughs> said, don't dress better than you give. <laughs> don't live better than you live. give. You say, well, how do I know I'm not getting into covetousness if you just don't live better than you give? I'll tell you turning points come in everybody's life they do. when they're given more <laughs> than they're taking that, in but any that area that's in, in any area that's in any area you know just finances in yeah, any area any place. you say well what really makes a significant turning point in my life I'm telling you I'm telling you every time you step into an area where you're given more than you're taking <sighs> you have put you are into another place of glory you know you don't get it all at once the Bible says we go from glory to glory. It's progressive. You don't get it all at once. You get in different points. And then you, at some point, you step over a line. You say, well, how do you step over that line? I'm telling you. You start giving in some way more than you're taking. Mm. I'm telling you, you got a river of life flowing, flowing out of your innermost being. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. There's a destiny for you to fulfill. You say, how am I going to fulfill my destiny? Well, one thing you have to do is get the right identity. <laughs> you say, well, well, what is that? What are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you, one of the greatest ways to, what's the word? Stir up your faith in God is to understand what it means to be a Christian. One of the greatest hindrances, the roadblocks to... Are you starting to talk I, I guess I am talking, but... Is there something you want to talk? Yes, yeah, so I'll okay, go ahead. give you a shot. Get, go for it. We were at one church, and that's, they said, uh, you know, this husband punched his wife and said, you know, there's only one thing da more dangerous than a woman with a mic. <laughs> that's two women <laughs> with a mic. <laughs> He was laughing, though, because uh, he received from God. Now we got Shelly preaching. It's three, three women with, with a mic. <laughs> I just want to say, because I don't know where we're going tonight. Uh, don't, don't be nervous if I sit a lot during praise and worship, because I'm standing all night, you know. 
I'm trying to save my strength <laughs> when I need to sing, dear Lord. <gasps> anyway, um, the older I get, it seems like... <laughs> anyway... Um, the stronger you get. The stronger I get. The older I get, the stronger I get. But I, um, I really love your pastors. Amen. I tell you... They are something else. And, and, I, and I see a little bit of them in each of you, just full of love and mercy. No respecter of persons. You know, that, that means more to me than anything. That means more to me than what you drive the church in. Somebody's praising the Lord because she walked or something. It does. Because the gospel is a message of acceptance. You know, we accept. We just accept. As we're thinking here, we accept people. And I was thinking this morning, not this morning, but, well, yeah, I was thinking this morning. I was praying and reading. But I thought, Lord, I was thinking of a woman who went to home to the Lord at her funeral today. She was one of the board of directors from Brother Hagin's ministry. And, they said that different people were there, Oral Roberts and Richard Roberts and Brother Hagen, Ralph Wilkerson, Melody Land, different people that are well-known all over. And they said that Brother Hagen, when he got up, he just started quoting the Word, just quoting scriptures about how, you know, what it's like when a saint goes to be with the Lord. I tell you, it's, it's real what we have. It's you haven't had a loved one go to heaven one day you will soon just don't you know you you will and you know how real that place is because part of you is there you know part of you is, is gone and I was thinking of this song and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. I was thinking this, this morning when I heard the news about this service that my mother plays the marimba. And she's also a drummer. She's been on the radio years. She was an entertainer years ago. And, uh, they asked her to play at the church and she didn't know what to do because they had all their their songs and their new songs that they had known and they were singing and you know they were all contemporary and she said Lord all I know is these kind of songs who would want to hear them and so she prayed about it and after much coaching she hadn't played in years and they said please would you play so she had a marimbas my dad set them up and took them set them up the big big marimbas set she got up there and she started playing. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And the anointing rolled in the room. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we song was written by a man whose wife left him she played it and the presence of God was so strong in the room and there was a man, an elderly gentleman that came up to her at the end real, real old probably probably at least 55 and um, I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding an elderly gentleman almost 80 years old and he had tears streaming down his cheeks. And he said, Francis, he said, you'll never know what that song meant to me. I just buried my wife, and that was her favorite song. And the Lord said, see, son, I'm with you. Well, there's the anointing right now, you guys. 
Somebody in here tonight, you said, you know, I, I, I feel alone. Just raise your hands right now and just take it. Say, what do you mean, raise your hands? That means take it. Say, I take that, Lord. I take you. Oh, I take it. I take it. You're filling up every place in my life. Say, why do you have them raise your hands? Because you mean you're saying, I'm taking it. Oh, I'm taking it by faith. It's mine. Oh, none other has ever known. I tell you, I don't know where we're going to go tonight. We'll laugh, we'll sing, we'll shout, we'll cry, we'll, we'll sing slow, we'll weep. And I'm going to church is the only place I know where you can cry and weep at the same time, and it's happy. It's the only place I know that you just... It's in that in that different. Just, you feel so strange because you're crying because you're so happy, but yet God, God is so good. You know, in the world they don't understand that. They think you're great. God is so good. What are you crying for if God's good? I don't know. He's just so good. It's the only place I know where you can come and be bouncing off the walls and then fall on your face. All different kinds of ways to experience His presence, and I want them all. Oh, I want them all. So during this meeting, listen to the Holy Spirit. You'll be healed in your seat. You'll get direction. Some of you need direction really bad tonight. Be open. You're going to get it. There goes the glory right there. There goes the glory right there. The glory just there. There he goes right there. There goes the glory right there. You know, I can be in a service and the glory will be so strong and I'll sit and somebody, I'll look somebody next to me and they're filing their nails. He said, what's the difference? Same power. They're just how they received it. Same anointing. It's just how they received it. There goes the glory right there. The glory right there. He just fell right there. Right there. There goes the glory. He said, what's it for? Well, the anointing destroys the yoke. Ooh, there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Ooh, there he goes. What yoke? Anything that binds. Physically, mentally, anything that binds. There goes the anointing right there. Glory to God. There he goes. So, yes, 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 yes. Ooh, Lord, she got something. Ooh, kumbu, rasata, so it's a new place of strength and a new place of life receive from the spirit of god oh this very night for you to know and to experience and to walk in that which is true and to leave behind the lies and everything else that might have held you. It is a new day. It is a new hour and fresh strength and power are here. So drink it in deeply. Drink it in strongly. Drink it in. It's here. For the Spirit of God, the Spirit of life in Christ makes everything new. And some things you thought hadn't changed, yes. you'll see. It's changed. It's changed. It's true. By the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of life, you've been lifted up into a place of release. And never again, never again, because of the truth, never again will you be bound, but you have been set free. So receive and believe and walk in it. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walking in the truth of God's love in Jesus Christ for you, that is what is right. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Oh, so, so he died for all. So they which live, 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, He died for all, so they which live should no longer live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Listen to this. He died. He has given his life for all of us so that all persons may come alive. 
and live through him. You say, I don't know what's going to happen if I give my life away. A life away. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to find what you're going to lose without him. There's one way to keep it, and that's to give it away. Live through him. Christ died for us all so that being alive should no longer mean living with our own life, but with his life who died for us and has risen again. Let me tell you, the only way you'll fulfill your destiny is to get a new identity. You got to find scriptures that talk about who you are now that you're a Christian. And I'm telling you, you got to know them better than you know where you were born in the natural. You need to know your birthplace in the spirit better than you know what town you came from, what hospital. You need to know it. You say, why do you need to know it? Because the better you know that, the better, the greater, the more fulfilling the life and destiny of God will be in it through your life. It ain't going to happen any other way, but it is going to happen that way. When you know who God says you are, then you can do what God tells you to do. You got to know it. I'm telling you, you got to know it. I can't even get on an airplane if I don't know who I am in the natural. I got to be able to prove I am Lois A. Toucher, United States citizen. My height, my weight, my hair color, I got to have substantiated evidence. I mean, they say photo identification. In other words, just a piece of paper is not enough. It's got to have something authentic on there. They can look at and say, yeah, that's you. That's the way it is with your identity in Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you got to have photo ID. I mean, you got to be able to look in the word of God and see yourself there. And you got to be able to say, I live now, not with my own life, but with the life of Christ who died for me and rose again to give me resurrection life. I don't see myself after the flesh. I'm not looking at what it looks like on the outside. In fact, the living Bible says, Quit evaluating Christians by what they seem to be like on the outside. Everybody shout glory. Hey. But he said, get a new look. Take a look. Look at yourself the way God sees you. I'm telling you, you talk about getting strong and bold. You won't ever be bold unless you got some faith in God and what he's done for you. But when you get bold in that, ain't no, I, like a friend of ours says, it'll make you want to swing out all over hell on a corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye. I like it. So he says, don't evaluate by what they seem to be like on the outside. He said, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. So what do you say? I love that when you say, I know he rescued my soul. I, you know, his blood. I, I know my redeemer lives. What do you know? I'm telling you what you know about what God has done is greater than all the stuff you don't know. You say, I know there's a lot of things I don't know. But what do you know? I know by his blood my sins are forgiven and I've been set free. I know I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ. I know I'm not who I used to be. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God is for me, not against me. I know the truth makes me free. And I know that the Son has forgiven me all my sin. I know the Holy Ghost and power is living on the inside of me. I know freedom in Christ is greater than bondage in sin. So tonight, I know I'm getting drunk. (laughs) Are you ready? I know there's some bondage going to fall off of some people. It's already fallen off, but you're going to get some truth that will keep you free. And we're just going to celebrate the victory of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? I guess we're ready. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Oh. Freedom. I tell you, the anointing is here right now. He said, what's the anointing for? It's to destroy the yoke. You say, well, what yoke? Well, whatever binds you. Could be mental. Could be physical.
doesn't always come the same way. It's the same spirit, but different administrations, different operations. Same spirit. <laughs> same spirit, different operations, different manifestations. The gifts are given to the church, and then we see the manifestation. Someone's healed, someone falls out in the power, somebody runs around the church. <laughs> oh, glory. Somebody, one meeting I was at just about a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in my chair and just fell right out of it. <laughs> so Lois was teaching the word. <laughs> I mean, the band wasn't playing. She was just teaching the word and I just fell right out of my chair. <laughs> Peter was preaching in Cornelius' house as he was preaching. The Holy Ghost fell, fell. on all who heard. Somebody said, you don't need to preach until you're finished. You need to preach till the Holy Ghost falls. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ever need to finish. You just need to let preach till you got a manifestation of the presence of God. Then I was somewhere and, and I was dancing in the Holy Ghost and then I fell. <laughs> then, I was go then I was in the glory. And you know... The presence of God is always inside of me. I mean, I, I can walk into dealers and buy cosmetics and take that lady's hand and something will happen to her. <laughs> but I walked past a man. I was just walking past him. He said, you just walked past me. And my ears, he said, I had to take my two hearing aids out because I could hear so well. He said, said I've ever worn them since. One man, the meeting was over, and he walked down to the front. Everybody was walking out the door, and he said, I can see the presence of God is on you and in you. He said, would you just pray for my deaf ear? I said, for sure, and I said, ear be open. I didn't say, ear be open. I said, ear be open. He said, it's open. He said, well, thank you very much, and he walked out the door. Nobody even knew what happened. I gave one altar call and the altar was so full I didn't know there was a crippled boy down there and I just spoke a prayer and said you're all delivered he said the Holy Ghost stood him up straight <laughs> I didn't even get to see it I said well how do you believe it because I see it in there that's how come I believe it by his stripes we're healed same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is, is at work in us. Is it similar? Do you always feel it? Oh, no, but I talk to waitresses and I talk to people. Why? Because he's in me. drug as you suppose <laughs> Ooh. I, I walked in one store in Canada and the lady the sales clerk had a hurt ankle I said oh I'm a Christian I said I believe in healing I said I can pray for you and your ankle be healed she said really and I said yes because <laughs> he walks with me he talks with me and he tells me I'm in his home <laughs> Christ in me, the hope of the world. <laughs> I, I didn't feel like it really. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> I hadn't even been in a Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> but I just said, I'm a Christian. <laughs> ah, ah. I went back the next day to buy a pair of slacks I told her <laughs> but I went back and she said my ankle's healed I said praise God <laughs> one man had throat cancer I didn't even know he had throat cancer I was just running by praying for him much like I'm going to do tonight at the end of the service I didn't know what he had 
I just laid my hands on him. The life of God's inside of me. Bondage can't stay on me, nor can it stay on you. We went back the following year, and everybody was talking about, oh, she kind of glories back, she kind of glories back. And I thought, what's the big deal? And they said, oh, didn't you hear? The man you laid hands on with cancer in his throat was totally healed. I said, well, it wasn't us. Anybody could have done that. You don't have to wait for a person. (laughs) The person of Jesus Christ already did it. He said, these works you'll do and greater works than these if you believe. He said, yeah, but sometimes I doubt. Well, you know, faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. Just get faith in your heart. Don't, don't, Don't worry about the doubt. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. Because you know where it's coming from. And you say, I resist that in Jesus' name. The Bible says you can take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to the will of God. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. I resist that in Jesus' name and I call you down. That's not me. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. What is it Brother Hagin said? You, you, you said you can't stop a bird from flying around your head, but you can stop him from building a nest. <laughs> You can in your whatever there. Somebody, anybody get it? You can stop him from. You can't stop a bird from flying <laughs> over your head, but you can stop him from building a nest there. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, you don't understand what I mean. Oh, you say, how can I? How can I press in? Well, I'll tell you something. I can. I can get drunk sitting in that seat right there. I don't even have to move. What happens? I just say, Holy Spirit, I choose to to enter in right now. Sometimes I've done it when I've run around the room. The anointing will come on me to run. And I run around the room and I come back to my chair and I'm... Something's different. How can I enter into that? You just choose to, or you get around somebody who's in it. You know, there's impartations, you know, there's transfer of anointings. You can transfer that anointing. (laughs) I say, how do you get it? Oh, you can just be around somebody or get near them, or somebody can touch them that will come. So you can get as much as you want. That's why sometimes I can't get near Nancy. I mean, she, I mean, she flows in it so strong. I mean, it's just in her and all over. And she comes near me, and I'm like, "Get away from me! I've got to do the rest of the meeting. <laughs> get back, Jack. I gotta stand here." <laughs> Why? She's no different than anybody else. She just chooses to enter in at any point at any time. I remember the last time we were here and we were in the Holy Ghost and Shelly fell in her lap. <laughs> fell in her lap and we didn't even know them. And I was like, and I looked up and I thought, oh my Lord, my ministry of help has fallen in the pastor's lap, pastor's wife's lap. I thought, dear Lord, what has she done? Well, the anointing got off. That's what happened. I remember after the meeting, you said, I wanted some more of that. And when Shelly landed in your lap, boom. See, God. And here I was standing up. I was sitting in the chair because I couldn't move. And I remember I looked out there and I thought, dear God, what am I going to do? And I couldn't move. And I was trying to get to Shelly to get her off the lap. But actually, it was a Holy Ghost sit. <laughs> you say, what happens when you enter in? Bondages fall off. People get healed. That's why we want the anointing. One translation said, the fatness, because of the fatness around the neck, it can't stay there. You get in the glory, and there's what's so much. What's around you is bigger than what's, what's trying, trying to take, to take, a, take hold a hold of you. Get it? You understand? The glory, what the you got from God strength. is bigger than anything the devil's trying to wrap around you. So I get in my room sometimes 
or in my living room or even in the hotel room and something tries to come on me and I go, oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. I don't feel like it. I start off in the flesh. Victory today is mine. According to the word. And I'm kind of moving like this. I have what I heard. Victory today is mine. Money is mine. Money is mine. Money today is mine. According to the word. I have what I heard. Money today is mine. Oh, peace is mine. Peace is mine. I do this in my living room. Peace today is mine in my hotel room. Oh, according to the word. I have what I heard. Peace today is mine. Yeah, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. According to the word, I have what I heard. And victory today is Let's mine. Let's all say it. Victory oh, is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. According to the word, I have what I heard. Victory today is mine. Say healing. Healing is mine. Healing is mine. Healing today is mine. According to the word. And then I get through and I'm just in the glory. You see, now his glory is in you. You don't have to worry about that. His presence is in you. He's always there. He never leaves you. But there is a there is a manifestation, a tangible anointing that comes on you, and it's like electricity. His presence is in you, but then there's a tangible anointing, and it's like electricity. That's why some people fall, some people get Some people get electrocuted. Some people get electrocuted. (laughs) Shelly said they used to do bop. But they don't die. They get more alive. Yeah. Shelly said they used to take hold of a barbed wire electric fence when she was young, and the kids would take a hold just to see who could let go first to go turn the electric fence off. (laughs) Don't do this. But she said you'd get a hold of that thing. And she that said, current start going through She you. said, then they'd line up the kids down the line, see how far it would see go. See how much they could take, you know, without before they'd have to let go. Ooh. Huh? No. They were, now, they were doing something stupid in the natural, but did you know you can't be heard in the spirit? The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine because there's excess. There is, there is a, a, an excess that comes from drinking the world's wine that actually is destructive. But he said, but he said, don't, he didn't say don't drink. He just said, don't drink from the, the spirits of the world, but be filled with the spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing Maggie Mel in your heart to the Lord, you know, understanding what the will of the Lord is. See, in other words, you're drinking how much you can drink is directly related to how much you know of the will of God. See, Ephesians 5, he says, understand what the will of the, the Lord is. In other words, don't be ignorant. In the, and, and the more you know what the will of God is, the better you can drink. I mean, your keg just gets big, I'm telling you. You stick your little mouth underneath the spout and let the glory come out. You say, I know I recognize that spirit. I believe I'll take some more of that freedom and life and joy that broke the bands of wickedness and set the captive free, that every enemy of mine is under my feet. That's the, Yeah, I believe I'd like that brand right there, that victory in Jesus brand. That's my brand. That's the drink I'd take right there. That's mine. I'll fill her up. Fill it up. It doesn't just fill up. It overflows. Where'd she go? Oh, my goodness. Are you sitting down? Hey, what time is it? I think it's not Miller time, is it? I believe it's Jesus time. She's getting up. I just want to be sure I know what she's doing. Go ahead. You know, I mean, you know, we have a friend who... uh, used to write every down every note of everything he was going to say in a service. He said, you know, I used to could tell you before the service what was going to happen. He said, now I can't even tell you after the service what happened. 
We have another friend who always carried his Hebrew Greek lexicon. Was that what you called it? To every service he ever went to because he was a very educated and he still is. Nothing wrong with education. You just need redemption with your education. But and he uh, I'm high and, and he said so one night he was in a Holy Ghost service and they were just you know, things happen you can't explain. Do you know if if all you ever get from God is stuff you understand, you will end up pretty bored. I mean, you'd be pretty disappointed because I'm telling you, you've got it figured out. And I can tell you everything you can figure out is not enough. You can't help yourself because you didn't make yourself. But anyway, and he was in his service and he was sitting with his wife and he said, uh, he had his little Hebrew Greek lexicon thing with her. He always carried it with his Bible to every service. And so, uh, uh, they were, you know, he was there trying to figure out what everything was happening and she was there entering in and finally she looked at him and punched him and said, would you just shut that book up and yield to the Holy Ghost? And he said, he thought, hmm. Yield. I wonder what that means. This is an absolutely true story. He was with us in France last year when we were doing our minister's conference there, and he was sharing this with the ministers. And he said, he said, so I looked up in my Hebrew Greek lexicon, and he said, I was looking in there, actually the Greek, I guess, and he was looking up the word yield. And he said, I went to a verse I knew where the word yield was used. It's in Romans 6 where it says, as you have yielded yourself to unrighteousness, your members done right. Now yield yourself as members to righteousness, you know. Uh, and so anyway, he looked up the word yield and he's looking there and it said yield. He said, it said to report to duty as a soldier, good soldier in an army, to report to duty. And he thought about it and he thought, you know, I know what happens when a soldier reports to duty. It doesn't matter whether he understands the command or not. It doesn't matter if he knows what he's, you know, understands why he's supposed to do what he's doing or not. If the, if the commander in chief says, do, do it, he does it. And it hit him. See, he was only doing what he could understand. And he realized that he was limiting what he could receive by what he was willing to do. So he shut his book. And this guy's a very uh, distinguished looking guy. I'm just telling you, he's got it together on the outside. We're figuring it out on the inside. But anyway, and so he put, he closed his book and he looked at his wife and they stood up and he said, yes, Lord Jesus, I'm here to report to duty a new creation in Jesus Christ, fully free to obey and to do whatever you want me to do. And he said, I ain't never been the same since. He said, I entered into a new place of glory I've never seen before. Hallelujah. Now, he took everything he knew about God and mixed it with the move of God. And he got a real place in the glory. And that's all God is wanting us to do. Everybody in here is on a different level of knowledge of God. When you come together as the church... Did you know that you can hook up with somebody who's been in more glory than you have? And did you know that because you hook up with them, you can actually enter into a place that you'd never get to by yourself? Did you know that there are some places that you will never get if you don't go there with somebody else? Because it'll take you to your 95 to get to where they are right now. And you, by the time you're 95, you may not be on this earth. But you can progress to a place of greater glory. That's what the 2 Corinthians 3 is all about. 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all with uh, open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. That's talking about a corporate vision. All of us together. The redeemed of the Lord. Who the veil is taken away. We behold the glory of God. And guess what happens? We. Not just I. Not just one or two. It says we are changed. Did you know that there is a corporate change that comes when people when the majority of any congregation moves into another place of glory do you know that it can take the whole congregation did you know it it absolutely can now you might walk out of here and you might choose to just step down into a lower place if you want you can choose to do that but if you don't choose to do that you can walk out of here in a higher place than you came in here More glory. More glory, more story. The more glory you got, the bigger your testimony. Let me tell you what God has done. 
Hallelujah. You know, you, to stay in that place, you got to know what God's word says. You got to know that the enemy, when he comes, that you have to know you can speak to mountains. And if you don't doubt in your heart and you believe you see what you say, then you will receive whatsoever you say. You've got to know that because that, you know, the anointing flows out in different rivers. You can get into a service and there's an anointing in different rivers. There's healing streams. There's, there's um, a word of knowledge, the gifts of the spirit streams. There's, there's all different kinds. That, but, but if you don't know the word when you leave the building, then you'll move by what you feel instead of what's real. And what's real, he said, when do you believe you receive? When you pray. When you what? When you pray. When you pray, you believe you receive. When do you believe you receive? When you pray. So do you need to keep asking Whatsoever over and over and over? you desire. Wait a minute. Do you need to keep asking over and over and over? Once you've, you've, you've believed you received, you can speak God's word and say, I thank you, Lord, that I speak to this mountain and I command it to be removed. And Holy Spirit, you're the one who does the work of God on the earth. So I believe I've received my finances. My new job. My healing. Am I making any sense? I believe I have received an increase of the anointing. I believe I have received that, that uh, companion that I need or that new friend that I want. I believe I have received. When, do you, when did you receive it? When you, when you prayed. prayed. You believed. You received. Is that right? And you say, yeah, but I don't have it yet. Well, the Bible says if you believe you receive it in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you will have them. You will have them. You say, so you, you receive it when you pray. You say, well, I can't say, you know, I, I mean, how can I, how can I receive it? Because, uh, you know, I don't have it. But you, if you believe you receive it, you will have it. It will come to pass. You see what I'm saying? But you receive it by faith. Some of y'all don't get it, but that's all right. Hang on. Faith, 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 faith. The evidence of things not seen. But by faith, you believe, you receive. You know, that's one, that's one prayer. There's, a, there's other prayers. There's prayers. There's prayers in Ephesians where you says, pray for all saints. How? In the spirit. Where do they get? In the spirit. From Corinthians. It says, how be it in the spirit when you pray, you're speaking mysteries to God. In Corinthians 14. It's in the spirit. And so Ephesians, it says, praying, and praying, it says, Ephesians 6, it says, praying always for all saints. How can you do that? In the spirit. Supplicating. Oh, a prayer of supplication. Oh, yeah, there's a prayer of supplication. See, sometimes we say, well, I'm just interceding. But we're throwing that all in one big deal, interceding. You can intercede for the lost, but you can supplicate. Today, I was supplicating for the saints. I knew it. I went to Ephesians, and I said, Lord, I give myself to you. And I began to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes when I'm there, he'll give me people. I'll see names. Sometimes I don't. I might be praying for a charwoman in London. I just give myself. Yesterday, I was praying for my country. And I was repenting. I was repenting for ministers that have missed it and Christians that have missed it and me that I missed it. And repenting and saying, God, open our eyes. How's the best way to pray? The best way to pray is either in the spirit or take God's word and pray those, pray those scriptures. Because you see, you want to target what you're doing. You just don't want to do anything. You want to target it and you'll get a quicker response. You'll get a better, quicker response. But of course, I've told you, it takes three years, 30 years, uh, 30, you know, 300 years. You know, you, when you pray, you believe, you receive. Things will look funny sometimes because the enemy throws up a, a roadblock. So it's not that God hasn't heard your prayer. He's heard your prayer. In fact, I tell people, a lot of times I, I try to get people to quit crying and begging. If I can get them out of crying and begging and get them over into the arena of faith, they'll get their answer every time. I know, I'm a, I is one. Cried and begged, cried and begged, cried and begged. And then finally one day, I was quoting the scripture because I almost lost my voice in 1985. 
And I started quoting that scripture. I really receive what I say. I'll have whatever I say. And I was whispering because I couldn't hardly talk. You can be seated if you'd like somewhere. Oh, you can stay on the floor. Okay. Enough. Enough. And I couldn't hardly speak. My voice was getting worse and worse and worse. And I go, I was down to a whisper. I believe I receive what I say. I could speak to mountains. I'm not going to let you stay. You lying. You lying symptom. You get off my body right now. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. And I was just crying, crying, crying. You know, I was just crying because, you know, I was, I was still in that, I was in the hoping stage. I wasn't sure. I'd listen, I'd turn our songs on the, uh, on the tape and I'd listen to them and be singing, it's raining, it's raining. And I'd listen to myself sing, you know, and I'd think, and I, I'd think, am I going to sound like that again? I'd listen and I'd listen to, to, to me, you know, singing, you know, it took a miracle. That's the song I sang when I rededicated my life. I was a rock and roll singer. Listen to me, teenagers. I was a rock and roll wild singer. But I didn't sing rock and roll when I rededicated my life. I didn't even sing a rock beat. That's okay. I don't care what you do. But I'm telling you, just grow up. Appreciate me singing this as much as you do a headbanging song. In other words, be mature. Grow up. Don't say, well, I can't receive from her because she's just singing that song. Would you want me to say I can't receive from you because you're singing that song? No, you got to grow up. So well, I can't receive unless it's a rock and roll, crunching heavy metal band, you know, singing rock and Christian rock music. Well, then you're not very grown up. What you're saying is that's the only way you can receive. No, you need to grow up. Just like the pastor said to the adults, now let's not let's not be offended when they play. Well, then to the kids, let's enter in when we sing. It works both ways. So when I rededicated my life, I was a wild drug addict, rock and roll singer. I was wild. I mean, MTV had nothing on me. I'm so sorry. I probably helped instigate some of that because I ended up in L.A. But the song I sang was, It took a miracle when I rededicated my life. When he put the stars in place, it took a miracle. When he hung the world in space, but when he said to my soul, cleansed and made me whole. was a miracle of love and grace. All I'm saying is just grow up. Shelly loves Christian contemporary music, but you know what she tells me? She says, my favorite time you sing is when you sing songs like that. She says, now, I like it all. Because she dances around the house and plays it in her car. You know, she's a youth minister. I mean, come on, give me a break. But she says, my favorite songs are when you sing like that. So I couldn't hardly sing. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to sing again. My head. But in my heart, I thought, no, Lord, you called me as a little girl. So I just start crying. I say to you, I say to you, I say to you, get off my body right now. And I was crying. But every day I got up and I said my confession. I say to you, get off my body. And I get stronger and stronger. My voice was, didn't change. My voice was the same. I was still whispering. And I'd call my sister back at the office. And I, I, we did three TV shows that one year. We did PTL, TBN, and, and the other one out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'd call her on the phone. I'd say, Nancy. And she'd say, oh, your voice sounds so strong. It's stronger than I've ever heard it in my life. Why did she say that? Because she believed I received when we prayed and we agreed. You see what I'm saying? So I'd get stronger every day. Then one day I woke up and I was going, 
Bless God, I said, I command you to leave whatsoever. I say to this mountain, be removed, it shall be removed. If I don't doubt in my heart and I believe, I will see what I say. And I say, I always believe it. And I have love in my heart. I have no unforgiveness toward anyone. Holy Spirit, you're the one who does the work of God on this earth. Bless God. I wasn't crying anymore. Bless God. Bless God. I'm going to sing again. I said, I'm telling you to leave. You have no choice. You've got to go in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're my healer. Holy Spirit, you're the one who does the work of God on this earth. You're the one. No, you're the one who does the work of God. And you're going to, you take my words and you're going to hear me say, Jesus is my healer. Why, Jesus is healing me now. Jesus is my healer. He's healing me now. Jesus, thank you for healing me now. You're my healer. You're my healer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're my, and I didn't cry anymore, honey. I was walking around my house going, she couldn't, couldn't sing a lick. Couldn't even talk. And I was going, they'd say, people say, how are you doing? I go, I'm healed. Healed. So we'd sing and I'd say, Ray, turn up the music. Just turn up the background music. And I'd just stand up there. There's a band of believers. Man, how are you doing? I'm healed. I gave healing God. I was going, anybody who needs anything from God, get down here tonight. I couldn't even talk. I went to the doctor and he said, you have a growth on your vocal cord. And he said, we can operate on you. But he said, it's 50-50 chance you'll have an accident. He said, if anything happens, you may never even talk again. I said, how much time do I have? He said, I wouldn't wait very long. That's when I started confessing the word. I said, well, give me some time. <laughs> so I was walking around the house one day, and I was walking up the stairs. And Lois and I lived together then before she was married to Ray. I was walking the stairs, and I'd always go, I called my sister and I said, listen, she said, honey, yeah, I know that sounds great, honey, I'm busy. Why was she not moved? She knew I had received when we prayed. So when do you, when do you receive? You believe you receive when you pray. When do you receive that new job? When do you when do you know that your family has come back to the Lord? You know, one of the best prayers to pray over a backslidden family is the eyes of their understanding are flooded with the knowledge of Christ. Woo! You said, well, has the glory lifted? Has the anointing lifted on you? Oh, no, the anointing is still the same. Now, I, I'm not drunk like I was, but that's just a different manifestation. The anointing is the same. It's the same, just a different manifestation, a different operation. The gifts of the Spirit. I've, I've had words of knowledge for people or gift of healing will be operating or, or something will happen and then they'll get healed. Lois will be teaching the Word, teaching just the Word, no nothing, no nothing going on. Didn't seem like anything's going on. She was teaching the Word and one lady was sitting back there and she was an alcoholic. And she said, bless God, I believe what she said. And we, she, we came back, we were in Maryland Hickey's Church. I'll never forget it. About four years later, and she walked up and she said, I was in your service. Lois was teaching the word. I was an alcoholic. She said, I am now going to Bible school and I'm teaching just like Lois. I didn't lay hands on her or nothing. You see, are you understanding what I'm saying? You said, well, then what do you do? Well, there, the, the, there's a flow. The anointing flows in different rivers. So what you have to do is be sensitive. How's that river flowing today? Is it going to flow in a dance? A song? Is it going to flow in quietness? Is it going to flow in laying on of hands? Flow through the word? How is that river going to flow today? We're standing on the edge of one of the greatest manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit and the working of God and the power gifts that the church has ever known. But unless we know how to be led by the Lord, we'll miss. Led by His Spirit. Led by His Spirit. What time is it? This is what I'm going to do. I was going to have Shelly share a testimony. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. I think we'll come back. Everybody who wants an impartation in a greater degree, you know, you can increase in the great, you can increase in the glory. The tangible anointing, 
Just line straight up. Ushers, please help me. I don't want anybody standing too close. There's not enough room. Line them up against the wall. Line them up against the wall. Don't stand very close because, because it'll be a strong anointing. The anointing's on me right now, very strong. That's what I was waiting for. You said, well, you, but you're not drunk. Well, that's not what I was looking for. I mean, I can't be drunk. I don't have to be drunk. That's not, that's not the point. The right now, he's very, very strong on me, and I want to go with it right now. Ushers, line them straight up and don't have anybody be holding on to each other. Don't have anybody too close because when this anointing hits you, sometimes people just crumble very fast and they fall because it's very, very strong. Oftentimes people are healed. In fact, many of you, Sunday morning when we prayed for you, I want you to write me a letter and tell me what happened. Your cartilage, I was praying about the, the people with the cartilage and the ligaments that were torn. The Lord told me they'll come back together. The lady with the leg, the little girl with the leg, the leg healed healed uh, the, uh, so many things that, that, that were happening when did you guys get your healing when we pray don't stand too close don't stand too close because some, I mean not to me I mean to one another you can come up here just let me walk by you some, one anointing was so strong that when I went past one group there's a bunch of group fell down there because the anointing was so strong the anointing is yes, increasing right now and you said um I, I, sometimes uh, when I'm sitting in a place because I want it to increase on me because I know I'm coming to a place like this. Uh, so I can... Oh, hallelujah. You believe you receive when you pray. Well, I believe right now the anointing is going to hit you. There'll be an increase of that anointing. Now listen to me. You're going to know some of you might get drunk. Some will fall. Most people fall under this anointing because it's very, very strong. Most people, it'll hit you so hard. It'll hit you so hard. And then some of you will understand why sometimes I don't get up and move a lot because the glory comes on me so strong, I can't hardly move. What do I wait for? I wait for the wave to come on me. When the wave comes, I jump in. How many of you have been surfing? <laughs> you know, and you're just out there on your surfboard, you know, and you're looking for the wave. You're looking for the wave. Nothing much looks like it's happening on the outside, but something stirred, something stirred. And well, that wave comes, and you get on that thing, because I don't surf, but I, I body surf. I get on the top of it with my body, you know, and I wait for it to come. And then it just, that thing comes, and you know what happens? Let me tell you what happens. When you get in the wave, listen, 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 church. Let me tell you what happens when you get in the wave. It's not a struggle. Did you hear me? It's not a struggle. It's a real, it just carries you in real smooth. It's not a struggle. Ah. share testimony because we don't have time but I I just I, I just want to tell you just a little bit because I know she probably she, when she flows in the anointing I mean, when I have her lay hands on you believe it she was just healed of 26 tumors in her uterus and ovaries you know and they kept saying well they're there and she said no nothing can't stay because the life of God's in me tumors and growths cannot stay in my body she said tumors and growths cannot stay on my body because the life of God's in my body it can't stay and the doctor said you don't understand they're in there and you you're, she said, you're going to die if you don't do something she said you don't understand tumors and growths cannot stay in my body because of the life of God is this a good meeting I know we've gone down several trails but I'm just trying to ring your bell okay like at the fair, you know, you ring. I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to hit somebody's target in here. We've had the word. We've had prayer. We've had, you know, dancing. We've had. But I want just trying to hit the target. Oftentimes, when I lay hands on people, they're healed, and I don't even know something's wrong with you. Glory. Here it goes, Usher. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duval of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory. Log on to our website 
at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher, speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.